What is up, everyone? Welcome to today's news tonight, the nightly news show, where we record live in front of our patrons and have special guests with us today, like Amber, aka Lady Pelvic, to join us to talk about the news topics of the day. If you want to join us in our live audience, you can head on over to patreon.com slash gvgaming to uh, find out how to join us live every weeknight. I'm joined tonight by my fellow co-founders in Good Vibes Gaming, Ash Paulson and Derek Bittner. And of course, as I mentioned, the guest of the hour, Amber, aka Lady Pelvic. I'm going to throw it to you. How are you doing tonight, Amber? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I'm so happy to be here. Um, you know, some of you guys I've played Among Us with. I, you know, Ash, my rival of What's That Track. So, you know, we got <laughs> right. some going on. But I'm so honored to be here, and thank you so much. Like, ah, good vibes all it's, around, baby. Heck yeah. It's only fitting that you have a history with this channel before even most of us here do. <laughs> so it's really great right? to have you back on. Yeah, I know. Uh, on, on the new iteration of this channel. And, you know, furthermore, that you did it with Ash. So uh, hopefully we'll we'll get a new episode of What's That Track on eventually. And, and Ash, I think you'll be hosting that. So uh, I will be. Yeah, John yeah. Uh, gave me his blessing to carry the show forward. And perhaps we could even have John back as a guest host for What's That Track in the future where Lady Pelvic and I can compete in uh, JRPG <laughs> tracks again in round two. That would be fun. <laughs> Man, yes, that would be yes. so Yes, my cool. redemption arc. My yeah. redemption arc. Because mm-hmm. I need that. She's going to be listening to <laughs> exactly. just constant soundtracks to prepare. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, on. right? All right, folks. So let's go ahead and jump into the news. We've got a full slate of topics tonight, which is interesting because it felt like a slow news day, but we found mm. stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> let's go ahead and start with this one. Uh, Twitter user ShineSparkers says uh, an image of Metroid's Samus Returns on Switch was uh, put up on NOA's, swi- uh, NOA's site, which uh, fueled rumors. But uh, looking further into it, it's like a skin from Controller Gear, and they kind of mapped a screenshot onto the Switch screen. Uh, my personal take on this is that it's probably just somebody in the marketing department at Controller Gear saying, like, oh, that's a Metroid yeah. screen. Let's let's put that on the Switch. But uh, Ash, I want to throw – or actually, Derek, <laughs> our resident Metroid guy, I want to throw yeah. this to you first. Uh, what what do you make of this? Is, there, is this just smoke or is there fire? Oh, no, it's definitely just smoke because it, it's been – easily proven wrong uh you know it's it's the skin itself is super metroid i think that's the telltale part right there it's it's for super metroid and uh shine sparkers which i took a little look into that and they're a metroid fan community and even they came down and said no this this isn't real uh they actually have the same screen with uh the different um attachments to have those skins and each one has a screenshot uh, from a different game. So it's literally just pasting <laughs> on what it is. This really doesn't mean anything. That said, and the reason I actually picked this topic isn't because oh, it was supposed to be a thing and it's not a thing and it could be a thing. The thing is, it really could happen. I don't think this is indicative of that, but I do think Metroid Samus Returns could end up on the Switch because Mercury Steam did it. And if you played Castlevania, uh, Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate, that was originally on the 3DS and eventually did get an HD port just on digital. And it's fine. It's great. I mean, it up-resed it a bit, and I think they did the same technique for Samus Returns. So by all accounts, we should be able to get a Sam- get Samus Returns <laughs> on the Switch. <laughs> and it, it's a shame that, that, that game nice. showed up at the tail end of the 3DS. Mm-hmm. like Because it, 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 it's yeah. a really good game. And it had one of the best tie-in Amiibo Ever like I love that little squishy yeah. Metroid Amiibo. Um, it was really good. I, I want to toss this topic over to uh, Amber real quick. Uh, what do you think about this? Is is Derek right here? Is it is this just all smoke, or or do you think there's a different angle to this? Oh no, I, I agree with Derek one hundred percent. I was like, uh, <laughs> like you know, as as wonderful as it would be, you know. And by the way, I've never played a Metroid game. Should I should I say that on this podcast? No, know. you can say that. But um so you know, I, I yeah. haven't played one. I want to. You know, I, I want to. I hear this is like this is the one one of the ones that you should start off with or the baby one. The, the little baby. The oh. one that you should start off with probably is Metroid uh Zero Mission, which is the oh, on Game Boy Advance is a remake of the original Metroid. Just nice, easy way to put you into the mood, uh get you an idea and can really go from that point. This one is a little tough at the beginning, so it might not be the best Metroid to start with, but uh, Zero Mission, uh, Fusion, both of those are really good to get you kind of into the formula, and then you can jump over to Super Metroid and get that flow. But that, that's what I, I would even that. say, I mean, if you're not too concerned about story, if you just want to try to dip your toes in, I don't think there's anything wrong with starting with Super Metroid either. I do mm. think Zero Mission is probably the best entry point, but I 
don't really see anything wrong with uh, starting with Super Metroid either. Um, on that note, Derek, I want to say that I also agree with you that it's just there's nothing to this, but for different reasons. Mm. I didn't even need to look into any of this, do any research, none of that. <laughs> it's 2020, man. If something good could possibly happen, it's 2020. The rule is it's not. So let's just, just assume that it's 2021. That is so depressing. That's true. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, I, yeah. Uh, if, if it comes out by 2021, that's different. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. I, I, I can think of at least one good thing that happened in 2020. Yeah, yeah that's I think true. We're, that's we're all true. starring on it right now. So. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, all right. I think... Uh, it, it, Another kind of thing that could lead off of this is, isn't the Metroid uh, anniversary next year as well? Like, isn't it like 35th or something like that? Because I think it came out in, what, 86? Did it come out the same year as Zelda? Might have. I know it came out the same year as... I is next year, isn't it? Hmm. I thought they skipped really? Metroid's no. anniversary oh, at some point in time. No, Don't they like, always like kind of yeah, just... skip over it? Mm-hmm. But maybe they want to do more with it since we got Prime 4 coming. So maybe, hey, here's Samus Returns. Hey, here's Metroid Prime Trilogy. Hey, here's 4. You think? <laughs> Who knows? You think they'd get a trilogy I like mean, they did with Prime Mario? Trilogy. You think so? That's, that's an interesting point, Amber. I think that uh, Derek might be onto something here because uh, before we got the formal, like, real announcement about Mario 3D All-Stars, we did start seeing like a glut of Mario themed accessories and tchotchkes right. and stuff coming out mm-hmm. from third party companies. And everyone's like, oh, this means the 3D collection's coming soon. And they turned out to be right. So you never know. Yeah. This could be the start of a wave and maybe we'll get a bunch of retro Metroid games dropped on the Switch next year. Yeah, that would be insanely cool. <laughs> I would I would welcome that with open arms. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Prime Trilogy for the Switch is one of the worst kept, worst kept open secrets. Like, I mean, we don't have any <laughs> official confirmation of it, but it seems so incredibly likely that it's in development. Over, you know, with with several signs pointing toward that, and rumors and such over the over the several months that we've had to speculate about this. So it would track for them to actually hold that back mm-hmm. for Metroid's 35th anniversary. That you know, I could see that happening. And Dan Entwistle in the uh, chat did say, "Yep, 1986," which. Wow, 1986 was a yeah. good year for Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, that's for no sure. joke. But, well, the 80s in general were good to Nintendo. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. We'll see. All right. So moving on, uh, Phil Spencer denied a Bloomberg report stating Microsoft approached uh, Japanese studios for acquisition. This came to us by way of Nibel on Twitter, a good friend of the channel uh, who picked it up from GameSpot. And I'm I'm just going to call BS on this right now. Like, Really, Microsoft doesn't want to buy a Japanese studio? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. I know. <laughs> they <Yeah>. absolutely do. <laughs> they I do. mean, Xbox yeah. has struggled in Japan for as long as Xbox has existed. It's no it's no secret that the Xbox One failed miserably. The 360 was like constantly on shelves like the day of launch, you know, like it was a joke that, you know, you could just uh like you could maybe get together 10 people in Japan who had an Xbox. Uh, so yeah. the brand has zero traction in Japan. They're, they're getting better. Yakuza launching on Series X is a huge move for them. And I can't imagine that if they were willing to pull a move like that, that they weren't eyeing a Japanese studio for purchase. It just seems crazy. Like, I bet Sega, at a minimum, was approached. I, uh, I yeah, completely I agree, agree with that because you guys heard about Sega selling their arcade division, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I actually didn't. Oh. We discussed that here a couple day, nights ago. Did we? Oh, I don't remember saying that. Uh, uh, we no, we it talked on, about. It was, uh, it was on the GX podcast, actually. <laughs> That's right. You right. mixed them up already. We talked about that uh, last yeah. week. Yeah. I did not. That's um, funny. I, I, I agree with you, Steve. I think it's, it's absolutely likely that uh, they have approached various Japanese studios. I know personally and selfishly, I hope those deals none of those deals ever go through because mm-hmm. i kind of depend on playstation to be in my like my catch-all all, all the japanese franchises i want to play Speak. i don't really play a lot of xbox just because i'm just have never really needed to i don't play halo i don't play a lot of gears stuff like that so i really don't want to see someone like sega or square enix or platinum or whomever go exclusive to xbox but i also wouldn't want to see them go exclusive to playstation either i really mm-hmm. kind of like those third parties being on both but i of course agree with you microsoft it would be a huge get for them were they to do that and land the deal uh, you How, said it yeah you said it i, I couldn't agree more sorry i just couldn't imagine no, 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 you no. know <laughs> japanese games just moving strictly to xbox right i just that'd make 
I've never owned an Xbox in my life. I've never been an Xbox player. I've always been PlayStation Nation baby, or mm. obviously Nintendo as well. <laughs> but um, I I would be heartbroken, you know? Like, I can't imagine Square being bought by Xbox. I mean, they'd yeah, have to well, put an exorbitant amount of money, but... The, I, the only one that kind of clicks for me as something they'd buy is Sega, because Sega would get them a lot of classic series. It would get them Sonic, and it would get them, at this point, Atlas, which means Persona, which that's wild. I don't know how. Yeah, I, I think that uh, Derek's onto something here because Microsoft and and Sega have always been very close. Like mm-hmm. Jet Set Radio Future and Shenmue Two were on the original Xbox. Uh, now they've got PSO Two as an American exclusive on Xbox. <coughs> Yakuza Like a Dragon is launching first on Series X for the next generation, and it definitely seems like Microsoft is desperately trying to make inroads with Sega. It would, but I also agree. It would be a tragedy if that happened. Um, I think that Sega and and Sony are a really great match, but I think S- Sega and Nintendo are like a match made in heaven. Mm. I, I agree. love Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. It's goofy. It's weird. It embraces that rivalry. I'm still waiting for a for a Mario and Sonic platformer. I want that in my life. <laughs> so not gonna, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I know it'll, it'll probably yeah. never happen. I, I've but given if I could up have, hope. If I could have Sonic in the Mushroom Kingdom and Mario in Green Hill Zone, I would be on cloud nine. Like, would I would be, be so thrilled to see that. But <laughs> Sonic yeah, is probably. one of those interesting situations where he feels at home on Nintendo, even though there's no appreciable reason to actually say that. He's just one of those. He's a character from that era who does feel like he's most at home on Nintendo after Sega, of course, exited the hardware space. Kind of like Mega Man, I guess, you know, like you People were so upset that you didn't see the Legacy Collections on Switch at first because Mega Man feels at home in the same way that Sonic does on Nintendo. So I, I totally see what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, w- I want to share an interesting story about how unpopular Xbox is oh, no. with Japanese publishers. <laughs> I was This was at E3 2017 or 18, maybe. And I was desperately trying to get a look at Final Fantasy 15 at the Square Enix booth. And I walked up to the media rep and I was like, hey, you know, I just want to jump in to, to take a quick look. Because if you're not aware, if you're in, if you have a media badge, a lot of the way that it works is nine times out of 10, you have an appointment in a back room. But if for whatever reason you can't get one, they usually have one or two uh, stations on the show floor reserved for media saying like, oh, hey, you know, we'll let the public use this. But if a media person comes through and we couldn't fit them in, we'll, we'll let them take, you know, front of the line for this. And they were like, yeah, you know, we we just don't have any any floor spaces available for you to check out Final Fantasy 15. And then she paused and she said, unless you want to try it on Xbox. And she pointed <laughs> and there were just three Xbox ones running the exact same demo that no one was even trying to that's, play. That's and wild, I was like, man. you know what? Screw it. I'll hop in. I'll try it. But yeah. literally just no one had any interest in playing Final Fantasy 15 on anything but a PlayStation. So yeah, if, if Microsoft managed to land a deal like that, it would undoubtedly be both a massive blow to Sony and to the fandom of that publisher in general. So I, I wonder if it'll ever happen, but I think there's just such a anti Xbox stigma in Japan that they're going to have a rough time overcoming that. I don't think any company would sell to them unless they were just in dire straits. It's so funny. Right. You say well, that. Steve, I don't know if you've oh, heard. Oh, oh, I think Paul's trying to talk for a while. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, Amber, I will say this right now. Just jump in. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm jump like, in. Yeah, I try no, not no. to be rude. Talk over any of us, please. <laughs> Okay. No, but it's so funny that Steve says that because that same scenario happened with Kingdom Hearts 3. I remember there was this long line for Kingdom Hearts 3 and there was room on to play it on Xbox. But everybody, including myself, was like, no, I'll pass. I waited like, you know, for four hours to play it on PlayStation because, <laughs> you know, I just I was like, I'm not touching an Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It the right. that is real. funny that you it really is. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't I don't know if you guys know anything about Japanese culture, but honor and shame are huge parts of it. And when Square Enix went over, uh, you know, decided to be, uh, you know, friendly to Microsoft, they just they ruined any of the any chances they could have of having a good rep. That's a NeoGAF joke, by the way, if anybody didn't catch that. I didn't get it. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Whatever. Um, Really quickly, before we move on, I just wanted to highlight something Dan and Twistle said earlier when we were talking about Metroid Prime or Metroid Uh, in 2020, and he said, if we're doing 2020 vibes, then it's Metroid Prime HD Collection cloud version, available for purchase until March 2021. Oh, God. That would be the way way to give us what we want and ruin it at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right, So, 
uh, moving moving forward, and and we're just one story away from the obligatory Mega Man mention of the show. Uh, <laughs> Showtime's Halo TV recasts uh, Cortana with original voice actress. So this comes via way of an exclusive from IGN, and they've told us that uh, the Halo TV show in production by Showtime has uh, ditched their current voice actress for Cortana and replaced her with uh, the woman that did the original voice. The voice for every game. Yeah, it's an interesting situation because I read the article and the actress who's uh, the actress involved who was going to voice Cortana is still in the show. She's going to be voicing the creator of uh, she's going to be playing the creator of Cortana. And in the Halo series, Cortana and that creator were voiced by the same person. It was sort of that connection, sort of uh, same thing. Uh, And that was supposed to happen. But because of, you know, pandemic they had to change plans and so they just got the original voice actress. So everybody's still involved. It's just, I guess, a little bit more faithful to how the Halo series is. I'll be honest, I grabbed this news because there's a Halo TV series coming. I had no idea. Yeah, you know, I feel like Microsoft has flirted with the idea of a Halo show for years now because I remember there being like a trailer out there for a Halo TV series. And it, it just kind of fizzled out and never went anywhere. But people were hyped. I'm not a huge Halo guy. I like it, but I don't get into the extended lore. Like, I like I like fighting on a giant space onion ring and then turning my Xbox off and going to bed. So, I mean, yeah. Ash, do you have a take on this? Do you? I, I imagine you're not a big Halo guy either. No, I'm not. But, I mean, I, I of course, uh, understand how significant it is, you know, to have the original voice of Cortana back. And, even if I'm not in a Halo, you know, I'm obviously very uh, well connected to the voice acting world and, and understand how important voice acting is, um, you know, given my, my pedigree and such. So, you know, it isn't just Halo that you would see this in. It is so important for fans in, in any medium, you know, cartoons, video games, doesn't matter that you get the original voice, uh, you know, representing a returning character. You know, For I mean, sure. just think of, think of the Animaniacs reboot that's about to about to start. If it weren't, I wonder Rob why you Paulson, bring that up. <laughs> Jess Harnell and Tress McNeil as Yakko, Wacko, and Dot, people probably wouldn't watch it. I don't think it would. I don't no. think it would succeed. So I mean, just look at the Powerpuff Girls. I think Puff no matter Girls what you're reboot. talking about, exactly. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. People really latch onto those original voices, and I, that's totally the case with Cortana, and that makes sense. I, I agree, uh, Amber. What's your what's your thought on this? Um, like, I don't know anything about Halo, but I think Ash, like, I just agree with Ash all the time. I feel like I'm just like, yes, what Ash says. Yes, indeed. You know, but, but Ash is not always right. These... <laughs> yeah, that's but, true. I like the sound of this. You guys could learn something. Uh, oh, my God. Like <laughs> no, but it is true. People have these connections to these characters. And, like, the moment you change a voice, like, it's like, you know, for Xenoblade, they changed, or no, they kept Melia's voice, which was nice. Unfortunately, you know, she did grow up and her voice did change in, like, the Xenoblade uh, epilogue. You know, which right. sent her Amelia. You, but there was still something to be appreciated. Like it's still Melia. You know, it's still my girl. She's still here. You know, and and so many fans relate to that, including myself. I was like, original voice cast, wah, crazy. You know, and that and, was especially um, true for Melia because she went on to be on Doctor Who. She was a companion. Yeah. Like right. And so yeah. the fact, like, I did not expect them to get her back. So that was amazing that they pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Y'all are getting deep here. I've never seen Doctor Who. You know, Xenoblade is a a perfect example. I can't, like, Definitive Edition would have been so disappointing if any of the main cast had been replaced. Like, I'm so glad they used the original voice track, because that voice track is so iconic. And if they didn't bring Adam Howden back as Shulk, and they had someone else record the lines, I honestly don't know if I'd want to play it. His performance, and all their performances, are so key to what makes that game so special. Among so many other things, of course. Xenoblade has the, why, one of the oh, most powerful. I'm sorry, you said talk over. Now I'm talking over. Now I feel rude. What is no, it? No, go, go, go. No, 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 no. Um, no, I think Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition or just Xenoblade Chronicles has one of the most powerful like examples of voice acting I've ever heard in video games. Every time Shulk oh, screamed, yeah. cried, there was heartache. Someone oh, you know, got so stabbed. I just goosebumps. Every I mean, I could cry. I could just like I'd be like, oh Shulk, I feel yeah. you. Oh, it's okay, baby. I'm here. You know and <laughs> and that it was just it was so good it was amazing i think xenoblade chronicle just knocked out of the part with the voice actors and if they replaced a Absolutely. single one of them everybody even even nopon ricky right you know it was just yeah. it, everybody everybody was so important um to that that game i couldn't imagine the game being the same without you know without him mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, Evernight Studio says it perfectly. Whenever I hear Shulk scream, Fiora! <laughs> it's, it's just goosebumps everywhere. I, I every think that's why so many people were down on Rex, because he could not scream like uh, Shulk could. <gasps> Don't get right. me started. I, I Easy peasy! <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't like Rex just because he couldn't scream, but I, I had no frame of reference. I've actually never played the original Xenoblade. Oh, uh, so, so I probably oh, need to put out, that man. on my list at some point uh, because I really do love Xenoblade Chronicles too. Hmm. Uh, let's go ahead and get to Ash's obligatory Mega Man mention of the episode. <laughs> Capcom announced sales numbers today for... You guessed it, Street Fighter V. No, uh, <laughs> Mega Man 11 hit 1.3 million units sold, uh, making it the best selling in the series behind Mega Man Battle Network 4 uh, at 1.35 and Mega Man 2 at 1.5. Mega Man 2 is, is probably my favorite OG Mega Man, though 11 really, really fights for that top spot in my heart. Like, I played through 11. 11 solid as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is so good. I, I absolutely love it. But Ash, I mean... It is very obvious that I have to throw this to you because the fans would revolt. So why don't you take us through right. this? How, how do you feel about this? I think this is fantastic. And as I understand it, the, all the uh, recent Legacy collections are all doing quite well. I think a couple of them have also hit over a million. Uh, but Mega Man 11 hitting 1.3 million is fantastic news. Uh, it just adds you know, to, the, you know, to the truth that Mega Man is, is back. It's, we're not looking at a, at a uh, hiatus like we were a few years ago. You know, I think Mega Man is, is once again considered an active franchise by Capcom. We already know from uh, Mega Man 11's producer that the next big mainline Mega Man project has been in production for at least a year now. Actually, more like, probably like a year and a half. So I've been, I've been saying this everywhere. A few of you, I'm sure, have heard me say this. I really do think Mega Man X9 is coming. I think it's in production. I think Capcom sees the strong performance of games like Mega Man 11, and I think they are... You know, I, I don't think we're ever going to go back to like the mid 2000s where we were getting a new, you know, Mega Man subseries release every month or <laughs> no. something. It was definitely oversaturated for a while, and I totally admit that. Uh, what I also get from this is that Mega Man fans are just as likely to have bad taste as fans of any other franchise because Mega Man Battle Network 4, being the second best selling Mega Man game mm-hmm. of all time, is a travesty because it was by far the worst Battle Network game. Like, it wasn't even close. It's by far the worst. Maybe so, because 3 was so good, is, everybody picked it up. It I, think, say, I think you're right. so weird. 3 was so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, I think that's the thing I kind of clinch on here so much is I did not realize Battle Network 4 was the second highest uh, selling Mega Man game because I've never played the Battle Network games and oh. we're, we're due for another so good. Capcom collection. So I think Battle based off this, I think Battle Network is going to happen. I think Battle Network Legacy Collection is going to happen. I need to find it since I moved, but I have like a, a Rockman EXE figure Ooh, uh, nice. on my desk. I absolutely love Battle Network. I, I even picked up like the GameCube game that was closer to a traditional Mega Man game, and it is one of my favorite Mega Man games for no apparent reason. Uh, but <laughs> Amber, we need... haven't heard... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, actually, I was going to say, Amber, we haven't, we haven't heard so. your take on this at all. Are you a Mega yeah. Man fan at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Wow, like, I, we found the thing she I, disagrees with Ash on. No, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I shouldn't say I'm not a fan. It's just I haven't played in years. Like, uh-huh. I mean, since I was like a child. You know, I remember loving the animated series. If that counts as something, Ash, it, it does. The Ruby Spears one. <laughs> you know. You know what? I'm actually glad you mentioned that, Amber. For two things, actually. One, there's a door. There's a door right there. Oh man. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. No, but the yeah. other thing is that uh, I think his name is Jack Spears, but. Either way, yeah, uh, the creator, or one of the co-creators of the Mega Man animated series just passed away, I think, on Monday or oh. a couple of days ago. Oh, so I had no idea. Wait, the guy behind Scooby-Doo also did the Mega Man series? Yeah. Wow. He did. Yeah. And uh, wow, so that's... rest in peace. I, As much as that cartoon is silly, I still love the hell out of it. And it was such <laughs> a fun representation of Mega Man. So rest in peace, Mr. Spears. Uh, it was a really cool show. So, I still wish yeah. we'd get a cartoon based on bad box art Mega Man, though. Oh, God. Oh, I think right. I think bad yeah. box art no, Mega Man you. died when the whole Street Fighter Cross Tekken thing happened and just think pissed you're off probably fans. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's too bad, too, because I don't think that would have pissed off fans the way it did if it just hadn't happened at the time that it did. That was mm. right in the middle of that horrible Mega Man drought where, like, Capcom was doing shit all with Mega Man. It was really unfortunate. <laughs> um <laughs> So I think it was a it was unfortunately bad timing, but 
to bring it back to Mega Man 11, it's a great game. It deserves the sales, and I hope this points to a bright future for Mega Man. I can't wait to find out what the next big project is uh, that's in the works. I think it's going to be either X9 or 12. So by, we'll see. By the, by so the way, Amber. Think- oh, good. Oh, yeah, I was going to just make a suggestion for you since you hadn't played Mega Man in a while. If you, uh, <clears throat> being an RPG fan, JRPG fan, you're probably into the anime craziness storylines. You'll Love enjoy it. the Zero series. Those okay, are perfect. Probably the most tightly written uh, Mega Man games and really good continuity. If I, you yeah, want a more Zelda like experience, uh, Legends. I love Legends. That's what got me into oh Mega Man. God. Mega Man Legends so, is so special. Um, one of my patrons actually uh, I, sent me Legend, Legends on PS3. So I actually own all, like with Bon, hmm. bon Troy. I don't know her name. Misadventures bon? of Tron Bon. Yeah. That too, like that one. Uh, yeah, see, Ash knows what I'm trying to say. But they sent me all of that. They're like, you <laughs> love course. this, so you got to play it. So it's it's kind of on my list to play, you know. But that's actually great that you said something, Derek, because I was going to ask, is this a good entry point? Like, is it 11? Like, is 11 a good start for people like me? Is it, like, yeah. welcoming? It is it easy is. enough? Yeah. Because yeah. I hear Mega Man is very challenging. Like, very, like, you know, well, challenging, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't have to be... Easy. Like, especially the classic series, you can pretty much jump in anywhere, especially with the the, uh, the Legacy Collections, because there are ways to make them all easier. And unless you're, like, a Mega Man nerd like I am, you don't really have to pay attention to the story very much. It's like, the X series, yes, and actually I was going to say, if you do play the Zero series, I would recommend at least playing the first five X games, because you get so much more out of the Zero games. <laughs> you just play these five games Play five of these, and then play five these. games. <laughs> But if you just play the classic <laughs> games, I don't think you need to worry about it. Just jump in at 11 it, or something. Maybe it would be easier if you just played Legends. <laughs> I, I say play Legends. Play Legends. I think that would be most up your alley, and it's so charming. Yeah, okay. one, of, one of the things that I remember loving about Legends when I was younger is that I'm 95% sure, Ash, you could probably answer this for me as both a Mega Man fan and a voice acting uh, person. I'm 95% sure that the American voice actress that portrayed Bulma in Dragon Ball Z was also in the original Mega Man Legends. That may be true. I'm I can't say sure for sure, but one. if she's Canadian, then probably, because the, the English voice track for Mega Man Legends was recorded in Canada. Hmm. Yeah, Canadian voice actors. So yeah, to be clear, I'm talking about the ocean dub of Dragon Ball. So if any Dragon Ball slash mm-hmm. Mega Man super fans are in the chat tonight, let me know if I'm right on that one. Maybe. Um, I remember her portraying a reporter. There's a cutscene in the game oh. where she, where Mega Man's running, and the girl's like, "He's all alone" or something like that. And I was I like, know what you're talking about. "Yeah, I know the exact scene you're talking about." Probably is her. Yeah. Yeah. That might, but yeah, basically, Amber, like playing Mega Man Legend is like playing a Saturday morning anime. It's it is so it's so charming and so good. It so really yeah, is. if you get a chance to get around to it, it's it's one of a kind. Okay, cool. No, I, I believe right. you. I'll take your word for it. So so let's let's throw Amber something a little more upper alley, being a member of the PlayStation Nation, like yours truly. <laughs> uh, Sony believes that the PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 transition will take three years. This comes from VG247. And I gotta say, this seems like par for the course kind of stuff. Um mm-hmm. I yeah. I could have sworn that the transition from PS3 to PS4 took that long. So That's what I'm, I was going to ask. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, how long I, did that take? So Yeah, I'm surprised that this is like news news. Uh but I guess people are always kind of shocked by how long, you know, companies continue to support old consoles, right? Especially Sony. They kind of have a long tail on their consoles, but kind of makes sense. PS4 is insanely popular and PS5 definitely will be. Uh but Right. You're not going to get what 60 million people to pick up a PS5 day one. That was my point. Yeah, that was that's exactly what I was going to say is why why wouldn't they take their time? You know, people don't have money to drop, especially you know in 2020. Um, And you know, like PlayStation, I still think people are playing PlayStation. Well, obviously, people are still playing PlayStation Four. There's plenty of games coming out, plenty of games that will continue to come out for it. So why? You know, I don't know why people would be surprised by this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah, it seems it, it seems weird to me. Like right now a lot of stuff is cross gen too. Like you can buy the PS4 version and get the PS5 version, supposedly. I haven't seen it work yet. But, <laughs> um <laughs> supposedly on a lot of games you buy the PS4 version and you pick up the PS5 version for free later on. Um Ash, I know you're well, Ash and Derek, you guys are both considering getting a PS5 like, you know, Derek for you it's Ratchet and Clank, Ash for you it's Horizon later in later in twenty twenty one. Uh, could you guys see yourselves holding off if, if Sony continues to just pump out PS4 t- versions of the PS5 games? No, because nah. I have not heard any word about Ratchet and Clank coming to PS4, so bye. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> right. And, yeah. like, I mean, 
even though I've said many times that I, I'm in no rush for, for visuals to get any better, I think current-gen games look amazing. You know, a game like Horizon Forbidden West, that's going to be such, an, such a showcase, right, for, for true next-gen, you know, visuals and performance that that is the kind of game that I'd want to make sure I have a 4K TV, a PS5. Like, I don't want to play the, the PS4 version of that game, you know? So That's fair. Whether I have one by Horizon or not, which I probably will. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a member of the PlayStation Nation as well. I love PlayStation and Nintendo to death, and... So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to get a PS5 sooner rather than later. And if I can find one this week, maybe I'll just go ahead and, you know, drop the money on it now. Who knows? But I don't have a 4K TV quite yet. I'm waiting for Black Friday. So it may not be quite worth it yet. That's that's a good question. Let's let's do a temp check in, in the chat here or, or in, in this episode. Who all has a 4K TV? <laughs> yeah, do, do any wow. of us? I mean, other I know you do, Steel. Okay, you do, Derek. Yeah, yeah I, I, I picked I up don't. a... I don't. So when I moved into my old uh, townhouse, my TV that I had set up, I set up in my office and it's freaking huge and just took up so much space and was so hard to manage. So I actually got a smaller TV, but I also made sure I was like, well, let's finally get that 4K TV and uh, kind of make it a nice lateral move to make it do there. And actually that TV right there is my 4K TV. So boom, <laughs> a nice visual representation. Um I'm actually curious, Amber, whether you're going to, uh, like, how long are you waiting on PS5? Or if did you already get one? Um, my thing is this. I care about the games. You mm. know, and so far, admittedly, there's no games that are coming out launch day that I desire. I will say Ratchet & Clank actually looks really cool. I've never played a Ratchet & Clank. But seeing, like, those swift, smooth rift transitions mm, yeah. looked mm-hmm. nice. I yeah. was like, Wow. But my thing, like, if they would have announced, like, a near game, you know, anything Yoko Taro, I would have bought it because I'm just a Yoko oh, Taro, yeah. like, I just, Dr- I just love Yoko Taro Guard so HD. <laughs> I, I would have bought it. I would have been, I would oh, wow. I would have been the sucker who bought it, okay? <laughs> like, 100%. But um, there's just not any game, like, the only game I think that they announced that is coming, it's not a launch title, is, I think, God of War Part 2, if you would, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But everything else, I can wait. You know, my backlog is on Switch. It's on PlayStation 4. I still have some PlayStation 3 games, you know, so (laughs) I'm not necessarily in a rush for uh, PS5. Because, in fact, I got my PlayStation 4, like, four years, yeah, after launch day. Like, I'm I'm one of those people. I got it on sale. Like, Mm. I'm one of those people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... Um, yeah, it wasn't, hey, I mean, we've all been there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It wasn't for me until PlayStation Four that I actually started picking up Playstations. Like when they come out, uh, I bought the PS3 when Metal Gear Solid Four came out, and I got the PS2 when uh, Metal Gear Solid Two came out. <laughs> so, yeah, it, basically, when you release a Metal Gear game, maybe not anymore, but I'll pick up a PlayStation for that. Apparently, uh, I'm I'm not really thrilled to see Metal Gear Solid Six if that ever comes into existence. <laughs> however, that Death Stranding's close enough. Yeah. All right. So sure. moving on, we've we've got uh, a bit of Nintendo news. So uh, Age of Calamity reviews, or at least a Age of Calamity review, is out in Japan, and Famitsu has given the game straight nines. And mm. I'm I'm both surprised and not surprised. Nintendo always performs extremely well in Famitsu. I mean, you know, right. they they yeah. get a lot of perfect scores there. So. Uh, yeah. And it's hard to judge a game we haven't played. None of us here have played the full game. We don't have mm. it yet. Uh, but from what I've seen so far, like, I mean, it, it seems like a competent Musou game. And it probably tells, like, the best story ever in a Musou <laughs> game. Like, that, that is that almost a Persona 5. I, I still need to see what that's Scramble true. offers yeah. up. Like, we need Scramble. That's true. <laughs> Persona 5 Scramble and, and AOC, I could see being in a dead heat to be like the best game Koei Tecmo's ever made. <laughs> um, so yeah. I, I really want to play both of those. I have the Japanese demo for both of those on my Switch. Um, and I just, I don't know, Age of Calamity, I've said it before, didn't really click with me uh, just because of the technical issues, but I will definitely pick it up just to experience what the hell happened 100 years before Breath of the Wild. That to me yeah. is enough to sell me on almost any piece of media. Um but Derek, you're you're definitely probably the the AOC super fan in the room here. Uh, so so what's your take on this? Do you think it somehow those I played most well Russo games? I, it's hard to say right now. Uh, I do know, as Jared Editor says in the chat, Famitsu does tend to softball, and yeah. it used to be like yes. I remember growing up, but Famitsu was always like, "Oh my gosh, it got all tens! It must be an amazing game." And then you kind of figured out the business behind Famitsu, or at least it changed a bit. And it's like that's mm, not as such a big deal anymore um but still i I think it's a a good sign and 
I, I honestly, let's be honest. I think most people are picking up this game because of the the lore. People want to see what happens. Exactly. Want to see how yeah. it's all going to go. We got the nice Eggy. Like people love him. Um, and Musos are power fantasies. It feels good to play those games and see these characters do these amazing moves. Uh, yeah, I know tons of people who are dying to play as Urbosa. Cannot wait to try out Urbosa and do do her whole thing. I mean, yeah. Actually, I, was about Dan to say, I think one that. of them's wearing a red shirt right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dan and Twistle just literally said, as you said that, Derek, I'm picking up to play as the Queen Urbosa. Mm. And uh, I, I mean, I, I also agree with that. I also can't wait to play as Mifa. They're like my two favorite champions. And uh, I, I don't put any stock in Famitsu reviews. I'm just going to say it. I mean, mm. I'm not going to go so far as to say that the reviews are bought and paid for. I don't think it's that simple. But, you know, they do have a certain reputation. And I don't think that we can, you know, I don't think that you can put too much stock in Famitsu reviews, seeing as they tend to score games quite highly. So either way, though, who cares? I'm getting Age of Calamity. And Charlie Bird said what I wanted to say. You really threw me off when you guys were calling it AOC, because I'm totally thinking of Alexandria. Yeah, I, Dude, I was thinking I the do same that a lot thing too. every single time. I'm like, 100 why, why are we talking about her in this? Yeah, yeah. I was like, what game is this? <laughs> AOC yeah. plays AOC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> that would be great, actually. Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. Um. No, I, I definitely agree. I think I, I know I would be playing it for the lore. It's it's weird because I think I was actually more excited for the first Hyrule Warriors game um, simply because it's characters that we grew up with, you know, that we know and love. And it was just seeing them in HD like Princess Ruto well, is like my favorite princess. I love her. And just being nice. able to play as her was awesome. You know, seeing that, like, Marin, you know, Marin from mm. uh, Link's Awakening was seemingly forgotten about, right? And then you can play as her. And I was like, well, you can play as Tingle. I mean, what? you know, what's going on? You can literally use the Great Fairy as a weapon. So it was just, it was a really cool take on that. But with Age of Calamity, don't get me wrong, I'm going to play it. I love Zelda as much as the next person. But I feel, I do feel, like, kind of bogged down just because it's with characters that I... And maybe I just didn't grow up with, because it's not that I don't love them. Like, I love Urbosa, right? Um, you know, and I love Link, and I do love Zelda. But some of them, other, like, a lot of them that they announced, uh, like, the new Impa, like, yeah, that Impa version of Impa, the other girl who looks like Impa, mm. the inventor people. Like, I was like, who, I, I forgot who they were. I hate to say it, but I kind of <laughs> forgot who they were. So I feel slightly, like, tame when going into this game, because it's with characters that I just never, like, were attached to, you know? So, and I'm wondering, am I alone in this? If I'm alone in this, that's fine. I've been alone. I, no, you're totally I, not. It took me a little bit because I, I honestly completely forgot about Robbie. I'm like, everybody's talking about Robbie. I'm like, wait, who the so heck's Robbie? <laughs> completely <laughs> yeah. slipped my mind. Uh, the other characters I've stuck, I've you know stuck with because I did a uh, not a hundred percent Breath of the Wild, but I did all the shrines and all that stuff. Me too. Screw the Korok seeds. Same. Um, <laughs> but you know there, there is that aspect and i i get it it's not that it's it's a very different huh, vibe to what the original hyrule warriors did where <laughs> hyrule warriors def, the original hyrule warriors is definitely more traditional and let's make up a plot have all these characters come together for some reason just so we can make a game like this and it, it's very much akin to uh i don't know if you've tried these i know you're a dragon quest fan uh, amber but uh dragon quest heroes uh, Not yet, but I want to. I saw Angelo in HD, baby. Mm. I was like, yes. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Nice. laughs> yes. I, I, and I think that some of those are some of the better uh, Muso games as well. They're, they're a lot of fun. I have not played Dragon Quest V, but it made me a huge fan of Bianca. I Just because I loved her play style. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, if I'm, I know there's a question of who you marry in that game. It's like, no, Bianca. <laughs> just because That's of why I chose. Dragon Quest Heroes. <laughs> nice. She's so, canon. So. I, I think uh-huh. it. Muso games have a way of uh, getting you attached to characters that you might not be attached to otherwise. So maybe you actually will grow to like these characters more than you did in Breath of the Wild because you really did not get a chance to connect with them in Breath of the Wild. Story was the weakest point, yeah. which I think is why people are so thirsty for this lore because we got so little <laughs> in the original one. Thirsty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, that, that's a like very Breath good point. The, it's a totally different. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Gamber. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I agree. It's a complete, as you said, a completely different vibe. And um, and I think there's no better way to tell the lore of like a great war, right, mm. than through a Muso game. So I think they made the right call during doing this. Um, but I do hope to connect with the characters yeah. more and be like, oh, you know, make them memorable to me. Because you're right, I didn't. They came and went to me. 
I was like, bye, mm-hmm. hey, guy. Other stuff. <laughs> well, that's do. the thing. It's like the original Hybrid Warriors can lean on all that nostalgia, right? Because it's literally a, a who's who of all these big characters from Zelda games past that you played growing up. But for Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild had a skeleton of a great story, but it didn't. It just didn't have the meat of one. It just it, it the setup was really interesting, but then you're basically thrown into this world and told, well, hey, all these really cool characters and all this really interesting stuff. They all happened 100 years ago. Go have fun. And so this game is finally delivering on what I think is that promise of a great story in Breath of the Wild. Uh, my only concern from what I played of the demo is that time travel seems to be an element. Yeah, I was actually just and about I, to ask you guys if you've all played the uh, demo yet. And Yeah, I was about uh, to say, I'm going to call bullshit on that. Like, this story <laughs> is primed to be bad. I mean, I'm I am worried. I am, I'm worried. Uh, I, did I have not never even seen know a that. company more effectively dampen my hype with a demo than Nintendo with Age of Calamity. They they pulled yeah. out all the stops in making me uh, making me approach this game with caution. <laughs> like if they had not released that demo, I would be at GameStop chucking my wallet on the counter demanding my copy. But now I'm like, man, I better wait for those reviews to come out. <laughs> I'm not really? sure that this is a game that is for me. Um, and it's not just the technical performance, but like Ash said, the time travel thing really spooks me because you had like a story yeah. pre-written for you that was going to be one of the most amazing ever. And and they're like, you know what? We could do this and take the easy route, but we could also potentially make it really bad. We should we should explore that. <laughs> and I I'm worried that, that someone that in Koei Tecmo's office was like, we have to make them win in the end. Or else the player will be upset, and I'm no. going to be upset if I do win. <laughs> well, that's that's so, the thing. It's like, oh, go ahead, Derek. Well, the thing is, I I always try to look on the positive side of things. Wait to see how it happens. I am, I think, one of the more positive people out there in regards to Final Fantasy VII remakes ending. I know I drew drew a hard you line in the sand for a lot of people. I loved it, but um, with this. Time travel might be more of a tool to make the game more exciting because if we didn't have the time travel, we wouldn't have the ability to fight guardians. We wouldn't have maybe a more central villain because Ganondorf, Ganon is not an interesting villain in Breath of the Wild. There's nothing to him. It's just waves and waves and you need to build more of a story off that. So I think there's written, you know, story reasons that you try to lean on the time travel. I'm not sure if it's all all that good what i am grateful for is it's not time travel that went too far back because we don't know how far back eggy actually went because he it starts with you know the again and taking over and then him jumping back in time to somewhere before that before you know link even became a uh, a champion a champion yeah. so at least it's not too far it's not like jumping from breath of the wild itself to this i'm cautiously optimistic that they can pull this off we'll see i think the thing is that time travel is just hard to pull off in the best of circumstances right and and so much of what makes breath of the wild story what it is 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 that element of tragedy that link actually lost and i just uh, evernight studio said it perfectly the time travel might be an early sign of incoming retcons that's what i don't want to see happen i don't want to see the dark stuff the tragedy the fact that link did lose i don't want to see that retconned and so i really hope they don't mess with what they ha- already have too much. And I, I hope that we're not setting up Breath of the Wild 2 to somehow retcon everything and give everyone a happy ending. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I really would prefer not to see that personally. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm still excited for it, but I, I am concerned about the time travel element, for sure. I did not even know yeah. that there was a time travel element, which makes me very sad and very skeptical now. Because mm-hmm. um, they have to figure out how to give the player satisfaction, like some sort of like, we have overcome something, but we did not win. If that makes sense. Right. Um, I, while keeping the tragedy, you know, cause you're right. If they retcon it, people are going to be mad. I'm going to be mad. You know, I, I yeah. like, I like, you know, I like tragedy and dark subject matter in my games. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, they, they need to be very careful with this. I, I think this is just my brighter brain working at this point. I think there's a way they can pull this off where the final boss is Ganon, but it's Zelda trying to like you, you unlock a special Zelda where she has her full power, and you have this that final bo- boss fight between Zelda and Ganon to See, contain him, and then it ends cool. tragically. Also, I want Eggy to die. I love Eggy, but he needs to die <laughs> in this, and See, really just 
drive that stake into people's hearts. But if, if want, the final boss fight is that, you've sold me. <laughs> I want this game, no joke, to deliver us like Zelda's microwave hallway moment. Mm. I want a right. moment where Zelda is is beaten and battered and delivering Link to the uh, to the Shrine of Resurrection and and leaving the Master Sword in the pedestal and then going off to fight Ganon. Like I would be so stoked if that was just the end of the game. Like let her have to battle the odds to save Link's life and then just let let it ride from there. That would be my dream ending for this game. But we've gone deep on the lore of Zelda, so we need to go to something to something with even more deeper lore. And of course I'm talking about Minecraft Dungeons, <laughs> which is uh getting crossplay next week apparently according to VG247. Did you like that? That was a pretty rough segue. But <laughs> um, you might say you dug yourself a hole there. That we can <laughs> Say what? You might say you dug yourself a hole there. <laughs> oh, a I like it. Nice. I like it. I like, I like it. it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I'm I'm all for crossplay, like in literally anything. I think that the more we connect people on different platforms, the better. I literally cannot think of a negative instance of this happening. Uh, Especially for me, 2020, no. right? You know, like yeah. COVID, like people can't see people, you know, people can't hang out, people can't sit on couches, you know what I mean? Like all bundled together, like playing games, you know, it's nice that I can have my Nintendo Switch, you can have your PlayStation, and then we can play some Minecraft, you know? And yeah, um, yeah. bring us together in this, uh, this timeline. <laughs> yeah, my daughter has a Switch, and my nephews have an Xbox that they share, and I was able to hook them up in, in like OG Minecraft, and it was so cool for me to be able to like let them voice chat with each other and and play even though they didn't have the same hardware at home and i mean it was a really cool experience because she hasn't seen them in so long and you know she could hop into their minecraft world and she helped my my nephew build a house and she was just thrilled to be able to play with them in some kind of way i mean they're all the way in washington and there's no way we're headed there <laughs> so uh yeah. I, I mean i don't think there's a lot to this story obviously but i just think it's it's a really cool positive thing out there that you know even even though the marketing behind this has has kind of ended, uh, companies are still pushing to put player bases together and let people enjoy playing on regardless of what they've got. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I know next to nothing actually about Minecraft Dungeons. It's Diablo like except with Minecraft, and that's literally <laughs> all I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I, I'm not a Minecraft Dungeons guy either, or or really a Minecraft guy, but. Uh, the more you get players together, the more I'm a fan. I, I just really wanted to throw that out yeah. there. I think it's a nice positive story. Uh, moving yeah, on. I agree. Mm -hmm. Deathloop potentially is releasing on May 20th, 2021, per a new a New Zealand PlayStation Store leak. Again, this comes from VG27.com or VG247.com. Um, these stories, I, I would write this off unless it if it was from anywhere but the official PlayStation Store. Uh, there's, there's a dime a dozen, like every week there's some retailer saying some game is coming out sometime, but it's very rare that it's an actual platform holder. Uh, that said, I'm not really excited by Deathloop. Uh, <laughs> it was announced when the, you know, the last Same. or the first PS5 state of play. And it seems like an interesting idea. Don't get me wrong, but they just haven't done enough to sell me on the game. Like I, I've seen like five trailers now, I feel like, and I still don't really know what it's about other than that you die and you come back and you groundhog day yourself until you win. Um, cool. But that's like every video game. Like you die, you come <laughs> right. back and you try a different tactic and eventually you win. So it's like, they haven't really sold me on it unless there's something extra to this. Uh, Amber, I want to throw this to you. Have you checked out Deathloop yet or have no. you seen any of the trailers? <laughs> oh no, I have All seen right. the trailers. No, I have, sorry. That's quick, right? No, but I have seen the trailers and... I agree with you. I'm not very interested. There's nothing that grabbed me. I kind of like the art style, but, yeah. you yeah. know, that's kind of as far as that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, the art's pretty cool, but what is this game? I'm not, it, 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 I haven't clicked with it at all. Ash, you were, you were going to say something. Oh, I mean, I just basically agree with you guys. I, the Deathloop trailer, trailers have done nothing for me, but though. I don't know, the whole feeling of the game just isn't really my thing. I think there's potential in it, for sure. Uh, I don't want to write it off, but it just isn't really standing out to me, personally. I kind of feel the same way about that that I do Godfall. I just, not really yeah. my thing. Uh, but I think Deathloop has a lot more potential than Godfall, I should say. 
the yeah, thing I that, like the character design in Godfall, but it it's very wow. Right. Uh, go ahead, Derek. <laughs> well, I was just going to say the the thing that always confuses me most about Deathloop is it seems to be a single player focused experience where you're trying to get this mission done, and they talk about well, I failed this time. Well, I'm learning that how everything goes, going to make it happen, and at the end they always show that woman who apparently is hunting the guy you're playing. So is it like an AI doing it or is this sort of an asynchronous um, multiplayer game? And they've, I don't know if they've come out and said that yet, because maybe one player is trying to complete the mission while another player is trying to kill that person. And who knows, maybe another player is trying to kill them. So it really is a death loop of people just trying to kill each other as it's going on. I don't know. That's the thing. Their messaging has been kind of poor. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know if the game itself is good or bad. <clears throat> I have no clue. But like right. Derek said, the the messaging is all over the place. It I don't have a clear idea of what the hell Deathloop is. Um, and it might be one of those games where when I pick it up, I just totally love it. But and I'm not, I haven't written it off. But it, it would definitely benefit from a demo. <laughs> so if you're listening, maybe maybe put out a demo for that. It might be worth it. Uh, let's round out with the dumbest story of the day, Microsoft had to tell people not to vape <laughs> into their damn Xbox series X because it looks like it. it's on fire. Like there's a viral video going around <sighs> people claiming the Xbox series X is catching fire. It's not somebody just vaped into it, which is an objectively 2020 move. Yeah. And it is now, just, yeah. now Microsoft in another 2020 move had to put out a PSA telling people not to do it. <laughs> You just spent 500 bucks on the oh. thing. Maybe don't blow cherry Why, yeah. vapor into it. I just don't. I don't I mean, know. depending on where you live, you're closer <laughs> to 600 bucks with tax. Like, why would you? Why would you do well, that? Yeah. It's, oh, I'm uh, not even mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is like is it... along the same lines of people microwaving their iPhones or like there were those, you know, kind of iPhone rumors going around a while back where if you it's waterproof and you can you know, now they are waterproof. But before they were, people were saying, <laughs> oh, you know, dip your phone and your iPhone in water and something will happen. I can't remember. But people were also microwaving their iPhones like. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember an gonna old. Happen? Uh, meme that was like introducing fast charging on the iPhone just throw it in the microwave for 30 seconds to refill your battery and people did it <laughs> so oh I, I don't know I mean I can't believe I'm I'm having to uh, that we're even discussing this but I mean people were licking <laughs> switch cartridges four years ago so I guess I shouldn't be too shocked um, so what do, I mean I'll are, be honest this gives me the are. same sort of vibes it's actually <laughs> A more clever take on the typical thing that people do where just got the console, people are waiting in line, that person takes out the console, immediately starts smashing at the pieces to to piss off the people in the line. Like, what are you doing? Wait, or, that let's say, yeah. like, or, oh yeah, yeah. in, in other previous console launches, I've, like, people took a PS3 and did that, and, like, in front of people who are waiting in line for it. I've seen which console can be tossed out the window and not, you know, break the least like uh upon launch it's always like these stress tests and drop tests stress tests exactly and it's all it does all it does is come across as you dick <laughs> like how, yeah. yeah like somebody Someone actually wants to play this that. and you're destroying the dang thing why like i and I hopefully get it. I get vaping it doesn't of... do that where it doesn't destroy the console i don't know for sure but so i have to say at least it's a little bit more innocuous <laughs> I, yeah, I get but, that in terms of like tech review channels. Like, I, like there is value in like I follow a couple of tech tech review channels, uh, like Jonathan Morrison, for instance, and channels like that will do drop tests for for smartphones and stuff. And there actually is actual value in that in a professional setting. But yeah, like what you're talking about, Dare, where people just go and take a hammer to a PS3 in front of people in line <laughs> waiting for one. That's just like. What 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 you doing? What are you doing? I, I love I love the look on Amber's face throughout this. Discussion. Sorry, I just she's just <laughs> just <laughs> oh God. I am disgusted. I'm, why would you do that? You know that's like five hundred bucks, right? You know five hundred mm-hmm. three or four hundred, whatever. You know you're pissing away money, dude. I, sorry, I'll give try someone to fix my that five hundred bucks. <laughs> donate it. Donate it to the needy. If you're yeah. really looking for a for a great way to to waste five hundred bucks, not saying that it's a waste yeah. to donate it, but you could give it to someone who needs it instead of maybe just smashing it. And Xbox on YouTube, but then they don't get the lols. Steve. I was they about need to say the, the lols. Cloud. Right. The the lols. Cloud. How could I forget? I like the viral tweet. I like what Charlie Bird says here. Uh, watch Sony say the PS5 is totally safe to vape into. Feel free. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is a Sony cool. move. What a great response! Yeah, right. <laughs> that is such a Sony move. 
Uh, you know, yeah. I'm, I, I shouldn't put this out in the universe, but I wonder who's going to like vape into the bottom of the PS5 and see if it carries up through the vent, like <laughs> oh in the God. middle of it. <laughs> Um, Don't do that. Well, it, it, <laughs> I'm if, sorry if we for see that on Twitter. If we that. see it on Twitter, we know we know who started this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did, did you guys? Uh, there was another one beyond the vaping. Uh, somebody was showing a pin uh, ping pong ball hovering above the fan, and that was proven to be fake as well. Like there's enough oh, air coming out that, that it could levitate. That would actually be cool. Yeah, I'd honestly <laughs> like, like that'd be a cool feature. I'd be down for that. It'd be probably hella loud, but. Sounds yeah. fun. <laughs> like yeah. the ping pong ball. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it. I think we've we've hit the end of the news for today and just in time. Uh, so that wraps up all the major headlines from today's news. I think uh, I think we're we're done. So hey, Steve, before... sorry, really quick. Oh, yeah. I have to interject really quick. I forgot yeah. to do this yesterday, but I have a quick shout out to make. I, I issued a fun little unofficial challenge on Twitter, where I uh, retweeted our first episode of Today's News Tonight. And I said, uh, mm. and that's our first episode of Today's News Tonight in the books. Now it is the beginning of a fantastic story. And I told uh, Twitter, whoever names the game I'm referencing first, I would shout them out. And the game, of course, is Bubble Bobble. And Zalman, at Inter Zalman, was the one who got that first. So I oh, apologize nice. for forgetting nice. that yesterday, but there's your shout-out, Zalman. Congratulations on getting Bubble Bobble. Nice. All right, cool. cool. Well, with yeah. that... That's all the major news, including including who won Ash's uh, tweet contest. So congratulations <laughs> yeah. on your shout, shout out. I hope you're watching, preferably live. Uh, but before yes. we sign off, we have to give special thanks to all our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. And in addition, we have a massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks are Rob Arman X. Without the dash, I'm sorry that I put that in there last night, uh, but we got it fixed today. Dan and Twistle, Zapati, Adam O'Sullivan, Floating Mew, Christopher, The D-Pad, Vesmio, OnStar, Dukemon, Diogo, Kieran Phillips, Benny Yao, Rosa Bowling, hi mom, uh, Geller, <laughs> Shiny Turkey, Titus Malvolio, Jake Pelka, Michael Phone, Mitchell Herring, and Game Explain. Remember, you too can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching. If you like the video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like this. Until next time, hey, good night. Hey, and good don't football. you sign off yet. I was like, How dare like, you? Don't you have somebody that need, we need to plug? <laughs> yeah. We need oh, to my plug, gosh. Uh, oh, this is what you get for reading off just... script. Poor Amber here. <laughs> How I'm so sorry. dare you, Steve? <laughs> it's okay. This is what I get for not playing a Mega Man game. You not, you know. I know. Just, I'm, I'm sorry, Amber. We, we, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm reading good. off it's an all... iPad. Sorry, folks. Amber, <laughs> so, where can quick. we find your lovely stuff? Because unfortunately, I I tried my hardest to find RPG news, and there was none today. I, I tried so I, hard. It's okay. When I looked at the topics, I was like, oh. All right, we're going to do our best with no RPG news because, you know, that's my bread and butter. Um, that's what I'm about mm. on my channel, Pelvic Gaming. Um, I review JRPGs, new and old. I'm going through, like, my, the classic backlog. I'm actually currently playing Final Fantasy XIV after years. <laughs> but I'm also playing Charles of Mana Remake, which is making it so much more uh, endure like uh, easier. I can endure it. You know, Charles of Mana is easy. Oh, yeah. After years is... Nice. Stay tuned for the review, Repetitive. guys. Repetitive, oh. redundant. <laughs> we, that... We're going to move yeah. on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then you can also find me on Twitter at Lady Pelvic. Um, I'm very active on there. I talk about the games I'm playing and how much I'm enjoying Trials of Mana Remake. And thank you, of course, to the guys at Good Vibes Gaming. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Um, hey, it's, it's really thank an you honor. For joining of course. Us. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll be sure to have you back when we have a JRPG news heavy day. Yeah. We'll oh, please absolutely have do. you back on for that. Yeah. Please do. I. Yes. Please. No <laughs> we, we need to show you in your element. Do, yeah, do, we, do we have another potential member for the eventual Final Fantasy VII remake discussion that we're we're hoping to wish into being? <laughs> have you played oh, you Seven you Remake yet, Amber? No, I was like, you can't include me in that. I've never played Final Fantasy VII. I've wow. never played that one. I Whoa. I think because people talk Whoa. about it so much, I'm like, I'm not going to play it because everybody's played it. That's my like backwards logic. I'm just about games oh, that you gotta play it. I know, I know. I just want maybe I'll wait till like it's done. You know the remake. I just want a complete package because I heard it's we'll very padded. We'll see you in padded. ten years. You'll see <laughs> yeah. me in ten years. <laughs> but no, yeah, thank you guys. In, in seriously, 2038, so when Square finally releases it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But thank All you. Right. Thank you. Are we For ready? 
Are we ready? Yes. Now. Have I forgotten? You may proceed. Okay. 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 We're going to do this. Anyway, everybody, thank you so much for watching this episode of Today's News Tonight. As a reminder, if you want to join us live in the audience, you can subscribe to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where for $5, you can join us live every weeknight for the taping of Today's News Tonight. If you don't feel like doing it, it will be available later on our YouTube channel sometime that evening. Thank you again to our special guest, Amber, for joining us. Find her at youtube.com slash pelvicgaming, correct? Yep, you got it. All right. See, I got something right. <laughs> and with that, we're signing off. Again, Thanks, I'll see everybody. you guys next time. Good night and good vibes. Bye. Bye. Bye.